Welcome to Make This Your Podcast, where I'll be giving you the roadmap and inspiration you want and need to scale your life's work with digital courses and schools. I'm your host, Destiny Berman, course marketer and digital strategist. Are you ready to make the shift and reinvent your work online? Let's go. Hello, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Make the Shift. As an entrepreneur, I believe that mindset is one of the most critical work we can do in order for us to grow as individuals and also with our business. And in fact, they go hand in hand. With our business being an extension of ourselves, I don't believe that we can grow our business if we're not constantly evolving ourselves. So I want to start out this episode going into fears that shows up for business owners when they begin to take the next steps inside their business, whether it's expanding online, whether it's creating a new program and offer, or growing their team. Then I want to share key launch milestones you'll want to cover when you're pulling together your marketing plan for your next course or program. This is something that comes up and I saw some threads inside the Facebook group, but truly, you know, if we were to treat our business as a growth and evolutionary path and to know that first off, not everyone's path is to be an entrepreneur. And frankly, I don't, I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur, but if you're here, you're a business owner, this is your path. This is your calling. Great. Just know that I believe that creating a business, a digital business, is truly one of the deepest growth path and evolutionary path that you can be on. And that any, any blocks and any, any limitations that we come up when, even though we think it's marketing a strategy, most likely there's another inner, inner workings within us that we want to face. So if you believe, okay, well, we can't charge more for this program. We want to look at within ourselves. Oh, I wonder what's coming up for me around value. And believing that I can charge for my work. And what are people going to think when I'm doing all this great work in the world and I'm charging good, good money for it? Like, what does all of that bring up? But you want to look at your origins and your circumstances. And this is something you actively want to look at in conjunction with your launch and your strategy. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be long. Even a two minute checking in with yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling afraid of working on my freebie right now? What is showing up for me there? Is it because I don't believe this content is good enough? Or is it because I'm afraid of giving too much? Or is it because I'm afraid that I'm giving, I'm not going to give enough, right? And any one of these indicators, when you start to work on these action items, which is why I'm, I'm always asking, well, what action item are you willing to commit to? Because it will show you something on your path even if it seems so trivial and not important. Or if you start to run ads, I can't tell you how much comes up when we turn on that ad because now you're pushing this ad out. You have sometimes a photo of yourself, sometimes a photo of the freebie, and you've got ad copy. And there's a lot that comes up with advertising. Wow, will people think differently of me? Do they think that I need to do it? And that's why I'm advertising. Does that make me desperate? If I send out emails asking people to jump in, if I'm inviting people to jump in and making the offer time and time again, does that seem like I'm desperate? And the answer is no. I mean, I work with some of the most incredible entrepreneurs in the world and 
An offer is an offer and an invitation is an invitation. And do you have the creep iterating and reiterating? Absolutely. So I'm going to invite you to look at this for yourself in terms of anytime something that shows up with these go, with the go to market, whether it be creating a new offer, if you start to distract yourself, distracting is another thing. Creating chaos is, is another thing. Procrastination could be another thing. That's really where you want to catch yourself. And then lastly, on this note, in terms of mindset and inner workings is this myth of the overnight success. <laughs> um, and this is something that's interesting because, you know, we see people and they talk about, oh, wow, so-and-so generated the seven-figure launch in 21 days or that YouTube creator, you know, had added 2 million subscribers or fans in 30 days. They have been working at this for years, decades. I promise you, even if it seems like they just started this brand new company and now they're, there's an overnight success, they have been working on this. Like we look at every tech company, you look at any young founder who seemingly has made a lot of money. There has been backstories. They have been iterating. They've had earlier versions. They have all been working at this. And I believe that there's no such thing as the overnight success. And that truly that every single launch is an experiment built upon itself. And that even if it doesn't go the way we think we, we want it to go, it's our job to stay clear, to stay focused, to own our success, to own the refinements that is being asked of us and to keep going. You know, I was in Kauai before the pandemic hit last year. And we were doing this personal growth workshop and the woman, Anne, who was there was leading us through all these exercises around owning her voice. And she has a show, you know, she has shows on Broadway's and she writes and she shared the story with us that has always stayed with us. But, you know, she's had this incredible track record with one of our first shows. But by the time she got to the second show, she had all this huge fan base and it flopped. So she was on the second show. It flopped. She had all these people that knew her coming and it didn't work. Like they were booing, they were yelling her off the stage. And these were people who knew her. And her manager, when she went backstage, her manager said to her, we're going to keep going. And every single night that you go out there for this period of shows that we've already booked and scheduled, you're going to make an incremental shift to keep improving just a little bit by little bit. And I can't personally, I can't even imagine, at least on virtual, we know we're still virtual, but live having to go out there every day. And that show ended up running for 10 years. And one of my questions for her was, well, how did you have a confidence to keep going? And she said, well, one, you want to have good feedback. She trusted her manager to give her that feedback. And two, we ultimately have to come back and trust our core and trust our integration. And she knew that there, there was something in that show. It just didn't get revealed and unfolded in the way that she thought it was going to be. So having that support structure, having that feedback and like really being able to trust herself that, you know, success is going to show up in different ways. So I wanted to share that story with you because I think it's important. You know, we're all taking on something big here with adding revenue streams and multiplying our reach and growing our work and getting it out there online. And there's a lot that comes up, right? That's why we create the chaos. We create the procrastination. Our fears come up in speaking our goals and claiming our goals. How has your entrepreneurship journey, how has your journey been a growth path for you? 
What I find is in doing this exercise is that sometimes we forget about things that maybe have shown us, you know, what is it that we need to learn and want to look at. So, you know, for me, it's taught me a lot about my value and my worth and my money beliefs, right? Believing in scarcity and survival that I inherited from my parents because they did the best they could, but I inherited a lot of that. And so a lot of decisions that I've made have been against, have been for safety versus taking risk. Believe it or not, even though my husband thinks I spend a lot of money. (laughs) So the point is, is that we have a lot of origins and inner beliefs that come up for us around taking risk. Okay. So with that, (laughs) I want to go into the launch milestones. So, you know, obviously this is, or maybe not obviously, but this is over overly simplified, but for purposes of clarifying and how we can pull this together in a 90 day launch roadmap, I had to streamline this as much as possible. Typically a project plan for a launch, right? Within each, within each step, it has, you know, multiple action items in it, which is why, you know, we want to work over a three to six month period to have one or two launches. But I wanted to give you this so that you can have more clarity as needed so that you have a sense of what your 90 day launch roadmap looks like. So step one is everything is about working backwards from your launch dates. So we're recommending three months away. Some of you, maybe two months, some of you, maybe four months. But first thing you want to do is just write down for yourself. But what are your launch dates, whether this is for your course launch or your paid workshop? It is important to lock down these dates and put it on your calendar. Now, in month one, you want to be focusing on converting or clarifying your offer. So what is the thread and the pattern to the work that you're doing with your one-on-one clients? What is that in-person immersion, that retreat that you want to restructure and convert that over? Then you want to assess your audience. So who is your audience? Are they existing clients, past clients, past customers, existing customers, or you really just have to build from scratch. And month one is also where you want to be working on your passive lead magnet or your wait list. So for those of you who don't have to be building your list right away, this is where you want to be working on your wait list so you can start to be visible about your offer and getting people excited. Month two is about committing to your nurture strategy and to your frequency. Now we recommend weekly nurture content and some folks have decided that they are going to nurture twice a week. That's great too. And some folks have been saying, look, Destiny, I just can't do once a week. How about every two weeks? What's more important here is the consistency. If you show up six times in three weeks for your audience and then you disappear for three weeks, it does not work as well as once every two weeks over a three, four, five, six month period. And there's two reasons for this is one, You need to build in that predictability for your audience. You show up for them, they'll show up for you. Time and time again, this has been proven to be true. And the second thing is when you're putting up organic content. So if you're putting up the videos on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, all the algorithms, regardless of who they are, they they recognize that consistent posting of organic content. And just like ads where instead of spending $1,000 over two weeks, you spend $1,000 over three months, you're going to get more bang for your buck. This is the same as organic posting. 
They reward people who are in this for the long haul, whether they'll say it or not. And they reward people for being consistent. So if I show up live every single week in my Facebook group, Facebook will then want to serve inviting people to that group, especially when you're searching for groups, more likely than not if I wasn't showing up live. So it's more important to be consistent. Now, one of the biggest misses here that I see with folks who have a list, whether it's a hundred people or a thousand, I even have folks who've come to us where they have 5,000 people on their list that they've built over 10, 12 years, and they have never emailed them either for months at a time, or it's very random and not consistent. So that's what we would consider, even though it was an organic list, we consider that to be more of a cold list. So you have to reactively. So I have a private client who does keynote speaking and she has a great list. She actually has over 10,000 people on her list. Unfortunately, she has not emailed them for maybe a year. That's an issue. <laughs> okay, that's a big issue. So in her words, she called her list Arctic. I, I would agree with that. If you haven't emailed your list in a year, that's not good. And we have over 10,000 people on your list. She commands some of the top top price points for her keynote speaking at some of the biggest brands. I'm like, what are you doing? So regardless of what list size, I'm just going to, it's a mantra here. We have to, we have to engage. We have to connect and we have to email them on a regular basis. Do not let months and months and months go by without emailing them. Okay. Month two is where you're going to be building your monthly content webinars. And the webinars are interesting. So once you start to experiment with this, have one or two, it'll feel more comfortable. But webinars, you want to be very mindful of structuring them in a way where you're delivering content, but not having people feel overwhelmed. So it's just like that passive lead magnet, right? That passive lead magnet, you want them to feel complete in that first step of their transformational journey. You do not want them to have in their psychology, oh, I still need to come back to that to complete pages three and four, pages five and six then why would they choose to engage in more content with you when subconsciously they're still thinking there's something to complete? Every piece of content, ideally, and this will get easier over time, you want them to feel complete with that learning and with that action item. The month two, you're going to be creating your program. And this is where you're working through the course outline and getting clear on the micro lessons, how you're going to design this program. And this is where we can give a lot of input. Folks typically fall in two buckets here is either not giving enough support and structuring the program where there's more engagement and, and learning or they're doing too much. So it's interesting because I see there's not really an in-between. Either they're just like, I'm going to do three lives a week and this, this coaching and that and emails and it's just too much. And that becomes really two to three programs in one. Or they have so much going on that they want to structure a very hands-off self-study program, but when you're just getting your course business off the ground, I think that's harder to create that relationship and to create that engagement. So ideally, you're finding yourself kind of in the middle. And month three is really where you're focused on your sales elements, your offer page, your sales webinar, your sales emails, and then sales. There you have it. If you're ready to learn more about how you can gain the support of my expert team for your next course launch so that you can grow your business, be sure to check the show notes for a link to apply today. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled you're here. The resources and action items mentioned in this episode can be found at destinyberman.com backslash podcast. To continue the conversation, join me inside my Facebook group, Shift with Success. And if you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Until next time, your destiny awaits. Bye for now.